Eric, I have a question for you. Yeah, what do we got? Okay, imagine, uh, close your eyes, go in, go into the pretend space with me. Imagine you're starting a new job. You know that awkward moment where you like you don't know anybody and you're kind of getting walked around from like desk to desk, introduced to yeah. some of your new coworkers? There right now. Take me out of here. I hate it. <laughs> no, stay in this with me. Stay in this with okay, me. Okay, I'm, I'm in it. Imagine uh, one of your coworkers is, is introduced to you. I, I, I just a name, Brandon. Let's say Brandon. This I hate is, him already. This is Brandon, aka Dragon. What do you okay. <laughs> What do you say to that? I whew, there's kind of two routes you can go here. Mm-hmm. You you can really yes end it and lean into it and try to like see how tough Dragon is and what his deal is and kind of be really interested into why they call him Dragon. Or you cannot take no shit from anybody and come up with like a cooler nickname for yourself on the spot. <laughs> what would your cooler nickname be? I, I have just been introduced to you as Dragon. What What is it? Uh, probably Minotaur or Centaur <laughs> or like a late, like I'm a, I'm Seder. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's fun about Seder, a Seder is that any man wearing pants could be a Seder. That is true. And a dragon... You don't know. I, I don't think Seder ranks cooler than dragon is the problem. I think you fucked up. I think you fucked up and now you're dragon's lunch. Yeah, well, that's probably true. Are you still talking about the skin... Are you talking about the Skinwalker Ranch thing? I'm talking... There is a... I, I watched some Skinwalker Ranch... Uh, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch on Netflix while we've been off. And uh, there uh-huh. is a man that has introduced... I forget his name, but he is introduced as AKA Dragon. And I am obsessed with that now. Yeah, you turned me on to that whole show. It's the it is so good. I I watched every episode. Oh, okay. We're definitely gonna have to talk about that. Uh, it's Brian and Eric. Don't belong here. Uh, we'll be back to talk more about that in a second. Brian and Eric don't belong here. It's a podcast about spooky, scary stuff. I'm Brian, here with Eric. Hi, Eric. Yeah, what's up, man? We're back in the saddle. We're back in the saddle. You know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna declare right now. Uh, we did volume one. That was that was the original version of the show. Uh, we did volume two. That was us coming back. Like, let's hey, let's do it. This is volume three, baby. This is this is the is third this- one. Is this the third act or just the third? I don't like third acts because that implies no. some kind of apocalyptic. No, just third volume three. There volume could be volume three. twelve. <laughs> there could be so. There could be so many volumes if you got a lot to say. Yeah, which I think we do. Just about literally nothing. I like the new format. <laughs> That's yeah. We're um, we and I think deep down we knew this. Where uh, I think the format of the show needs to just be less. We need to not pretend yeah. that we know what we're talking about. 
Um, so basically, we're going to riff every week uh, for about an hour. We have a big list here of... Uh, I Over over the summer, over a break, I have assembled a, a giant list of weird news stories and, and weird Reddit threads. And uh, whenever the conversation lulls, we'll just dip into that. Um, Can we go... I feel like we should go meta on the show and just talk about just our experiences and kind of going maybe maybe we went too deep too fast i think so we went to we went to one paranormal convention and i think it's i think it's fair to say we were scared straight just we, we a got little, scared straight a little bit of an existential crisis after <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> which the convention was a lot of fun i wanted to, I, uh had a lot of fun a lot of fun meeting everybody um whole organization and staff was great um but it was a little bit an element of like what are we doing man i don't know if i believe half of this stuff <laughs> i could have used better ventilation yeah i'm just gonna wait oh, it was hot. i'll just say that it was a little steamy there was some it was an earthy uh just aura yes. we'll say that <laughs> it's sometimes though I, I think for me I, I don't know if this was your experience i think sometimes the deeper uh i the deeper I've gotten into paranormal stuff, usually in the process of doing this show, the less I actually have come to buy any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, 100%. 100%. We're trying to do a deep dive into the shallow end. I think we hit the, we hit the bottom, going fast. Right. So- and we came up. Gasping for air. It's and there's only like so much. I can not no offense to anybody or anything like that. Um, enjoy what you enjoy, believe what you believe. But I'd like to offend them. <laughs> great, great. Uh, it's a real good. It's a real good cop bad cop situation. Yeah, here. yeah, exactly. This this half of the pod offending you. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I guess overall, I, I think we're more interested in diving into the weird the strange the fun strange uh and not worrying about framing things and like maybe this is real because i don't think it is a lot of the time <laughs> except some of it which still could be real here's the thing is it dark in the room am i spooked <laughs> in which case it's 100 percent real uh, uh, exactly exactly so um yeah uh, we, we were talking a little bit before about uh, Skinwalker Ranch, or, or the TV series Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. So you watched all of it. Yeah, I. but I will say I kind of like Switch watched it, meaning okay. I was playing video games on my Switch while it was on. So there's varying levels of attention that got paid. But I, I watched, I definitely fully watched some episodes. I think I get, I get the gist of it. I loved it. I thought it was very fun and funny. Okay, okay. It's... <laughs> I was, um, I watched two or three episodes, I think, um, despite my initial excitement about Dragon. Um, So I was under the impression, Skinwalker Ranch is, of course, this uh, large ranch in, do you remember the state? Somewhere vaguely in the Midwest. It's out out west, yeah. It's like, I don't know why, it's not New Mexico, it's maybe, is it like Utah or something? It's or the Dakotas? <laughs> one of those. Any state you imagine yeah, yeah. with a ranch, it could they could be one of those. Uh, basically, yeah, it seems, I think the stories go that this specific location uh, has a lot of paranormal activity tied to it. Um, and I think fans and uh, uh, scholars of the paranormal have taken an interest in this television show. 
uh, documenting the titular Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, so I went into it. I think I was a little bit expecting a docu-series. Uh, you know, like an actual like documentary about Skinwalker Ranch. And much like talking about uh, deep dives into the paranormal, finding that, no, 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 that's not what we're doing here. This is an unscripted reality show uh, akin to a Ghost Hunters or a Pawn Stars or a Real Housewives. That's, dude, that's exactly the vibe that it was. Pawns, it gave me strong Pawn Stars vibes. It's, some people think that reality TV is like, quote unquote, actually scripted. Um, and that's not, you know, I, I watch a lot of reality TV personally. My wife, and I, uh, after we finish recording this, uh, my wife and I are going to be watching the Bachelorette finale. Uh, we got a whole fondue situation. Very excited. That's uh, nice. Uh, but it's not, no reality show that you're seeing is actually quote unquote scripted. There are not writers giving people scripts that they are then executing. They uh, kind of like set stuff up though, right? They certainly are like, it's. No one, because here's the thing, writers and scripts cost money. These shows keep getting made because they don't cost any fucking money. That is, we're going to have these guys, they all have their job to do, uh, which is, and like that day, everyone shows up to work and it's like, all right, we're going to go up on this hill and we're going to wave around a beep boop wand and it's going to go beep boop and science guy, you're going to go, well, this could be anything. Dragon, you're going to go, it's the ghosts. (laughs) Every single episode, you know? Let me ask you this question. Do they know, or how real are those characters? Um, Meaning, like, are the producers like, hey, you're a science guy, or a science guy really like, hey, I'm sci- I am science guy. I think probably. And Dragon's like, I am Dragon. I think Dragon is Dragon, you know? I think Dragon. And, like, I think science guy is. Is he a physicist? I, dragon? No. Dragon's head of security on Skinwalker Ranch. Wait, is Dragon the blonde guy? No. No, 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 no. That's Dr. Travis Taylor. I apologize. <laughs> is Do- Dr. Travis Taylor? I-, I know a lot about this show that I watched three episodes of, of months ago. Um, he's the- he's like the Mulder who comes in and was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna science Skinwalker Ranch." Yeah, right? he's like kind of that Southern guy. He's sort of like a, a, a vaguely in shape, like middle aged man who I think has some scientific credentials. Yeah, I I fully believe he does actually have scientific credentials. However, no, I think that's true. Everything on that show is in service of the television show, right? Like he is the science guy, but he also understands that he could say, he needs to say, Hmm, this is strange right before a commercial break, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even for if sure. there's something, yeah, is something that strange. That's why how much like coaching is happening. Like how much are they like, Hey, in this scene, you should kind of do, you should fight this guy. I don't know. You know, I think that changes from show to show. Um, uh, my guess would be uh, the really the comparison I, I think that just has to be made. And I've made this a lot of times over the course of our show is wrestling. I think. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Wrestling it, it, to be a professional wrestler, you have to be an incredible physical specimen, right? And like that is absolutely demonstrate athleticism in the ring. Sure. That said, we have some predetermined outcomes, and no matter what, everything is in service of the television show they are making, you know? Um, and I think yeah. it's the same. I got you. I got you. Same deal. Right. As the, okay. Right. Okay. A similar, I think they're more similar than not. Of course, I could be talking up my ass. I have never worked on this show. I've never, I've seen two episodes of it. This is 
generally what I understand of the industry. I hope it's just all real. I hope the cast of Skinwalker Ranch just hit right to you. And it's like, this all, I did get a lump on my head because I dug a weird hole. Do, am I, okay. Am I sure that that does happen? Um, basically, uh, physicist guy in the first episode wants to dig on Skinwalker Ranch and Dragon is like, no, we are not digging on Skinwalker yeah, we're Ranch. We're not digging this hole. Yeah, um, not and something again. about another guy, Doug, did some digging on the ranch um and uh which what does that mean what does that mean <laughs> what were you digging for um yeah i yeah uh apparently buddy apparently got some sort of weird lump after digging uh got a um, big old lump on his big old big old digging lump um, i feel like that did happen i believe that did happen did that happen because he dug on the ranch right. probably right. not do we know that yeah. he doesn't have some sort of condition no. And if they we went to the hospital and they were like, oh, it's this, we don't need to tell the cameras that, you know, we can, you and I have done it too, of like, of like, oh, we can just let this live in the mystery, you know, it's fun. It's yeah, a yeah. TV show. Yeah. Um, I think, well, here's, the, here's the thing about that show that is so, it fits the pattern so well of every paranormal thing we've, I feel like we've encountered is like, there's so many stories and so much mystique and all this stuff. And then you watch the show and it's just basically nothing happening. Exactly. And then making something out of nothing happening. But with that said, it does sound like there is so much weird stuff that has ha I think like the, the government owned the ranch for a while to study. Like there's just like a lot of weird shit associated sure. with it that did happen. I guess, or not did happen, but there's there are yeah. a lot of witness accounts that are real people said those things, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, you go on the show and it's like, it's like three episodes about how they don't want to dig this hole. <laughs> and then like, doesn't it like equipment die or something when they dig the hole? Something like that, yeah. It's, I don't know. Which, I, I don't I'm not even like, I'm not even, I, I recognize how I'm sounding right now. I'm not even like trying to like take the piss out of it. Because um, I actually, it's a pretty good TV show. <laughs> you hate Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> You've said to me privately, you would love for them to just pave over Skinwalker that's, Ranch. Make it a part of that's, yeah. that's prime Walmart. Uh, uh, <laughs> prime Walmart location out in the middle of nowhere, Skinwalker Ranch. Um, I think we do well. <laughs> Walmart knows what they're doing. Let me ask you a question. So what made so you got three eps in and you're like, I'm out. I'm good. You just I had your fill? I didn't even do it on purpose of like that was what I watched okay. in a sitting and then I never got back around to it. I what like once again, kind of you what we were talking about, I thought there would be more to talk about. It was just yeah. like, no, I see what this is. It, it's the same nothing. Like I feel you know, I feel like I could skip to the last episode and then it'd still leave me on a cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and it looks like I'm just doing a, a little quick uh, Wikipedia-ing. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's now like a weird kind of like real estate play involved in this whole sure. thing, like some real estate trust, because it's like the Disneyland of the occult. Yeah, very. <gasps> you know? That's clearly something somebody should. I mean, clearly if they yeah, build is that a our, fucking... Is that our million dollar idea? That's it, finally. We... <laughs> it took a couple of years, but we got one. Yeah, we finally we finally nailed it. I am I actually am surprised that doesn't exist. It, it might it might in some capacity, um, or is that just or am I just thinking of Six Flags Fright Fest? 
Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking it was Six Flags Flight for Six Flags Fright Fest and Paracon. <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on like Skinwalker Ranch? I just want I I just want to see a, a thing. That's that is like oh that's definitely weird. I mean I think the closest we're coming to that right now is like the the UFO UAP stuff. Yeah, where there is legit footage of things where it's like that is really strange. I don't know. Maybe it's a drone. Maybe it's a really fast plane that I don't know about. But it's right. like that is weird. But yeah, no, Skinwalker Ranch, there was nothing to really like bite into. That's that's the other thing of like even like asking about it. I feel like I I asked people, so like what is Skinwalker like explain Skinwalker Ranch to me, even as like coverage. Uh uh Mm -hmm. give me the give me the basics. And it just sort of settles down to like, uh, it's weird. Yeah, but like weird how? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what what happened? Um it's some mixture of werewolves, portals, UFOs, but like nothing that's actually like this weird thing happens here. Nothing. Yeah, my my understanding of it is of the like lore around it is it was a land like it was a land. So it's on a on a Native American reservation. It's where it is is I guess supposed to be originally like this haven or this like kind of layer of the Skinwalkers, which were these like warlock demon creatures, whatever in uh, that that part of North America. Those tribes believed in. Um, and then people to you know people turn into a ranch whatever and they saw a lot of weird shit and then there's a lot of UFO sightings there and I think the modern like interpretation is it's like a nexus of like the phenomena like the high strangeness of like the trickster entities that like fuck Got with it. you and manifest as what I think that that's the like that's the deal with it I think Got it um, Yeah man I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know I don't know I don't know. The Wikipedia article is very short. The criticism <laughs> the and debunking thing. part is like half of it. It's just, uh. What are some of the, um, is there anything interesting standing out if you like browse through criticism and debunking? Yeah, for sure. So according to skeptical author Robert Schaefer, the phenomenon, in quotes, at Skinwalker is almost certainly illusory. Okay, fine. Uh, not only was the several years long monitoring of Skinwalker by NIDS unable to uh, obtain proof of anything unusual happening. But also, the people who owned the property prior to the Shermans, a family whose members lived there 60 years, denied that any mysterious phenomena of any kind occurred there. Schaefer says, the parsimonious explanation is that the supernatural claims about the ranch were made up by the Sherman family prior to selling it to the gullible Bigelow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that checks out, right? I mean, that's uh, the Amityville horror, right? Yeah, it's very much like the Warrens pattern. Right. You know, it's like you kind of make up some awesome stories that people want to believe and then people like let themselves believe it. And then some people cash in on that belief and it's a fun thing. Right. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't at the moment until presented evidence to the contrary, I don't see anything wrong with people like with selling stuff. People aren't buying in some capacity. If you aren't taking advantage of people and it was like, look, it's a spooky fucking rock. And people are like, I want to see a spooky fucking rock. Here's $10. Like, that's, I don't necessarily have an ethical problem with that, right? Dude, totally. When we when we were leaving Paracon and I was kind of bummed, uh, my, I think I told you this, but my girlfriend Jamie had a very good, like, explanation for you. She's like, well, people, sometimes people just go to horror movies because it's fun. Right. To right. sort of be in that vibe and be scared and suspend your, like, 
you don't have to believe a horror movie is real to enjoy a horror movie. Right, right, right. And I, yeah, I feel like there's an element of that. It's like, you just kind of like being, just being in that vibe. You're wearing a spooky shirt and you're, I don't know, you have a weird necklace. You haven't showered in a while. Right, right. That, that's it. I guess that brings me, uh, once again, going back to wrestling. I'm ready to switch this over to a wrestling podcast any fucking moment. Any point. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> is I've asked it before and I've gotten like some pretty hard, like, nope, I don't think this is part of it. How much is like kayfabe? You know, because we've heard, we talked to a lot of people at Paracon, and there was a lot of, like, I'm a medium, I talk to ghosts all the time. Like, we got a yeah. lot of that. And, like, how much is that? Like, I don't know, man, I'm just having fun. I'm role-playing a little bit. Yeah, what was interesting was I feel like it's it's more kayfabe from the people who have the boots. Yeah. And, and more just full-on belief from the people who are kind of, like, cruising. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people really hopped on those mics, man. <laughs> and had some just really needed to tell a tale or two. We have hours and hours and hours of audio. I'm still sick of like I'm looking for the through? Yeah. I uh not not much, you know, it's like there's a lot. That's a there's lot. A lot. Um we'll find something to do with it at some point. Um, I have to back it up and get it off of my like actual like SD card. It's taking up a lot of space on my recorder. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it is. I bet it is. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting. We came in there with a lot of ambitions. I think a lot of it, yeah, a lot of ambitions, but no tactical concrete. Like, what do we want out of this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, fascinating. Very interesting. Uh, I dropped the link in the chat. We don't actually have to watch it or do anything with it, but it is the footage of the VIP lunch with Dr. Travis Taylor. Oh my God. The Phenomenicon. In oh my God. Phenomenicon in Vernal, Utah. It, it just happened on September 8th, 2022. This is part two of five. Oh my God. Okay. This is 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This and part two of five. I um, mean, dude, people are dropping a, dropping some some ched for this VIP lunch, so there better be better be five times forty five minutes. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna play a, a random a random yeah. piece of it. Let's see if we get anything interesting it. about it. I clicked to a random point in this forty five minute video, part two of five. Uh, let's see what we get. I wasn't violating anything with Brandon or the show, but I you know, and, and they didn't know I was part of the task force but i had to from a i wasn't even part of the task force this time but as a government employee i had to go and report it yeah. you know of channels and so i went to the pentagon and i was briefing about the. i'm so uh, glad to were you able to hear that yeah okay i'm so glad to, to click up a random spot and get this man who's like a pretty buttoned up looking guy yeah. so just randomly gets so i had to go to the pentagon I feel, dude, I feel like with like Luis Elizondo, there's like a whole revolving door in the Pentagon. Yeah, right. I feel like we could talk, we could probably talk to the Pentagon at this point. We should get, that's why we need an intern, man. Book a 30 minute, yeah. We still haven't heard back from the body, the body farm. Right. <laughs> we need someone just cold, cold, we need a little more persistence. I don't have the bandwidth. No. Nope. Yeah, if we have an intern, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, I, uh, okay, uh, let me. That's there's so much UFO stuff happening on Twitter um, that I can't pot. It's such a deep dive, and once again, I think it's all kind of a whole lot of nothing. 
Yeah, um, for sure. Well, that's why that, I like this guy, Stephen Greenstreet, um, who writes for the New York Post. And I don't exactly know. He literally, I actually talked to him on Twitter. He literally was given a basement office by the New York Post to just beautiful. like be their UFO beat oh, guy. Oh, beautiful. And he's, He's basically a skeptic. Like he's yeah. and and he a lot of what he does is like dunk on all this shit and like Jeremy Corbell and whatever. I think, yeah, man. I well, I have two things to say. First of all, uh Dr. Travis Taylor gives me, I put my finger on it, he gives me serious uh George W. Bush Jr. vibes. Ooh, very good analogy. Like a Harrison. Bush cousin who got yeah. into the UFO world. <laughs> it's very like wholesome and kind of <laughs> innocent and like earnest. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard like interviews with Jeremy Corbell or like? I don't think so. Ish. He just does that thing where he and we've had we've talked to some people. I'm not going to name any names. Who it's like they're just saying a lot of words that yeah. sound coherent and you get to the end of a, of a long sentence and you're scratching your chin. Cause you're like that. I don't believe they actually said anything. Yeah, actually. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Like, <laughs> I, yes, I know exactly what you mean. Um, it's, uh, it, I guess the other thing about like the, it's so densely nothing even like trying to like yeah. someone explain to me what's going on with ufos right now and no one can seem to do it in a straight like we have this yeah, give me the thing five have, minute yeah give me the five yeah. minute powerpoint um mm -hmm. and no one seems to like have that ready and then i can't even find why there's like a big right wing contingent on ufo stuff i think dude we live in such fractured strange political times that like just any given topic, no matter how apolitical it is, if one side kind of, or like people from one side kind of gravitate towards it, the other side has to hate it yeah. and be against it. Yeah. Like I have a, I have a buddy. I'm, I'm pretty, I would say I'm not really right wing at all in any conventional <laughs> sense, but I have that. a friend who's like, who's like very, um, pretty pretty progressive like pretty progressive buddy of mine pretty le pretty left-leaning guy and he like hates ufos and is like against ufos and it's like super skeptical and like thinks it's like all like aggressively like it's all bullshit whatever i'm like i mean i it, it is it's interesting right like right. it is it is it, like i don't know how you're like against ufos right. or like for ufos it's a weird thing in the news i think it's it's my understanding of like uh it, well first off it's like sometimes like i'll be clicking on stuff on twitter just like poking around and then all of a sudden like i'm following like a random path of like ufo tweets and then somehow i'm on nazi twitter and it's like how the yeah. fuck did i get here um yeah. and then i think there's also an element one of the things that i think kind of gravitating a certain a certain uh, type of person a certain worldview um is i believe like your fox news pundits your your tucker carlson's of the world i think whenever yeah, picked it up. it's yeah and I, I think it's generally one of their go-to stories when it's like biden passed something about building bridges that everyone agreed on that's when tucker carlson runs the ufo footage you know <laughs> uh, you, you bring out the, it's a it's like a misdirect kind of thing okay or just like our you know just an our audience doesn't give a shit about that uh they want aliens uh -huh. and yeah, mad yeah, people yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, uh, for sure. You know, there's nothing to get mad about. So here's here's UFOs. 
Um, yeah, it would, dude. It would be interesting to kind of trace the uh, political orientation of the conspiracy-minded person or like conspiracy culture. Yeah, because I I think now it has like it it does feel more political and it feels like more of a right wing thing. I don't know if that was like always always the case maybe it was maybe it was always that kind of like unabomber libertarian you live in the woods and you believe the government's like reading your thoughts kind of vibe but i also could see like a like i don't know 60s like hippie culture just being like real worried about the chemicals they were putting in the water and shit that's you know what I mean? so my my understanding i actually have read about this I, I i'm just talking out my butt the full disclaimer on literally everything we talk about from now on, we are talking out of our butts. Um, but uh, I remember reading at one point, um, basically when right wing is in power, the left is more uh, uh, culpable to believe in conspiracy theories and the oh, exact right. opposite. When the left is in power, the right is more culpable to conspiracy, more likely to believe conspiracy theories. And it that just works on that cycle of like, as if the bad guy is in charge. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. You know, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That is that that's generally sense. my understanding. Um, but uh, yeah, wow, wow, <laughs> we're we're doing it. We're doing I just it. love. I, I love that uh, Dr. Travis Taylor is literally just having a, a multi-hour VIP lunch. Just really cashing in on that uh, that celeb. We can't do that, right? We can't do that. I was – we should – we I'll eat lunch with anybody for like five dollars. If you just buy me lunch, I'll eat lunch with you. That's your VIP lunch. Just buy me – you know what? We'll go halfsies. That's fine. I'll just sit down with you and eat lunch. <laughs> That's what I got you to do to have to like have you eat lunch with me. Yeah, every single day, just a sad text like, "Hey, Eric, you want to have lunch?" (laughs) I've been waiting outside of your apartment with rotisserie chicken for like five weeks. I look. I just searched uh, Travis Taylor PhD lunch ticket. Um, uh, Google auto filled the PhD. Uh, How how much to have lunch with this guy? According to Stephen, so I got the, I, I found this video and I got this tweet from or from this this link from Stephen Greenstreet, uh, and his tweet says, "At a seventy five dollar per person VIP lunch, in quotes, Travis Taylor tells paying attendees that the reason Robert Bigelow sold Skinwalker Ranch in twenty sixteen was because the Skinwalker hitchhiker phenomena had killed Bigelow's wife. Bigelow's <laughs> wife died in twenty twenty. That's very sad. <laughs> yeah, that that is actually sad." Uh, but 75, I think it's even more sad that it's $75 a ticket. I, you know, I was kind of expecting more like that's if, if like, that's your favorite television show and this guy's going to have lunch with you and like talk about aliens and shit charge, for five hours. What's that? Yeah. Right. 70, but you know, there is something about like demographics and like, where is the show popular? What's the median income of like, what, sure, what is the show on? Sure. Like history channel. It's one of those types yeah. of shows, you know, A and E. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, it's the ticket is only worth what people are willing to pay or able to That's pay. That's true. Um, That's true. It's interesting. I hope he does a tour. I hope there's a speaking component to all this. Just a lunch tour. Keeps, keeps oh my, cruising. that's. Yeah. That's the fucking dream, dude. Just get big enough for quote unquote VIP lunches. Yeah, you're you just cruising lunch- around the world. You're literally. It's literally. They say there's no free lunch. That's the free. That's how you get a free lunch. That's how you get. 
So we need to get, uh, we need to buckle back in, get real heavy on on the aliens and the ghosts and stuff, and then just hey, pay seventy five bucks. No, you know what? We're gonna understand. We don't have a PhD. We don't have PhDs. Uh, our two brains knocked together can't get a PhD. So we'll knock it down seventy dollars per person. Seventy dollars per person. We'll have lunch with you. We'll have a sandwich with you. We meet at we meet at a, we only eat at buffets. That's our thing. We only eat at like a Chinese, but any actually doesn't any cuisine, but it's got to be buffet style, self serve. Right, right. You go up, get as much, and that and that's actually better value for the money. You can keep getting more. Right, right, and There's then no we can and then we can just keep talking eat. for as long as it's interesting. I would say yeah. bare minimum an hour. We'll we'll hang out for bare minimum an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, hey man, if the ribs are refilled at the Golden Corral, we're going back up, yeah. and we'll keep talking. We're going back. Yeah, exactly. And we do get to we get to pause to refill unless you want to bring it. We could tell you what we want. You bring it back. That's right. fine. Yeah, I just want to be lunch famous, dude. That's all I think I really need. That's you don't. I don't need a house because I'm traveling all the time getting yeah. lunches everywhere. Yeah, I'm always getting lunches. You take a nap on it, but you're fine. Pretty you're much fine. That's it. We get yeah. we get the Brian and Eric Winnebago and then we go on the lunch tour, baby. Maybe a picnic once in a while. Take it outside. But, oh, oh. Only if you get Golden Corral to cater. Yeah, yeah, they'll come. They'll meet us. It still has to be a buffet. Dude, I honestly think we could get lunch famous. <laughs> like, I that's, do think that's an attainment. If we put out a Patreon or something, we're like, hey, let's have lunch. You, you pay this much a month, you'll, we'll come and have lunch with we'll you. We'll come and have lunch. That's great. That's we'll I think that is an attainable lunch. goal. That is a new official goal. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about whatever you want. Bring You bring the headlines. Yeah. Yeah, just give us whatever headline and we'll go, huh, weird. I think we're onto something. <laughs> Do we change Honestly. the title of the show to Brian and Eric Get Lunch Famous? Yeah, Brian and Eric Get Lunch Famous. And then here, get this. So we record the lunch episodes and you those get released to a just, VIP inner circle. You know what I mean? And it just fucking feeds itself. It Ugh. feeds itself. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a pyramid scheme. It's a sandwich pyramid scheme. Uh, but not a scheme. Very legitimate business venture. Uh, and right. we will uh, be great. And everyone will like it and get great value for their money and get lots of lunches. Well, you won't get lots, lots of lunches. Of we'll lunches. get lots of lunch. lunch. We'll get, you actually don't get to eat. We eat the lunch. You just are there. <laughs> even you even at a buffet, even at a Golden Corral. Yeah, just no, you're plate, we'll there. just take the rips right off your plate, baby. Yeah, exactly. You can bring a plate. We eat from the plate, though. That's kind of how that works. You're hot we got cross promo opportunities with the restaurants, <laughs> some kind of coupon situation. Like it, this thing writes itself. I just think we don't even have. I don't even think we have to necessarily do the podcast anymore. Once it gets out, the people are paying to have lunch with us. Eventually, they'll stop asking, "Why are you paying to have lunch with these guys?" Yeah, we're the lunch guys. We're just the lunch guys. We're just the lunch guys. Can I say? Do I think lunch might get some short shrift of all the th- of the three meals? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great. I think it's a great meal. People cruise right through lunch. They're not even thinking. They're at work or whatever. They don't care. They're just cruising right through lunch. Sandwiches. Sandwiches are the king of foods. It's every food. It's all the foods in one thing. It's the food of what's friendship. Your favorite, what's your favorite sandwich? What's your favorite? Sandwich? You know, I okay. If I'm feeling spicy, I love a I love a Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the the pork. The ham, mm-hmm. mustard, pickles. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Love a Cuban. Uh, if I just want, if it's a, your average everyday sandwich, I'm really hot on the ham and cheese. Some mayo, oil and vinegar, 
Maybe a pickle. What kind of what kind of cheese are we talking about? I, I'm very basic, a white American. Wow. I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, I can't. Can I tell you my kryptonite? Please. I can't eat unmelted American cheese. Wow. Even like real actual like deli. I'm not talking like Kraft Singles, which is like not even cheese. Not even cheese. No, I, I literally can't. I can. What's what is weird though? I could eat a grilled cheese. I could eat a burger with American mm. cheese. Great melting texture. Can't if you put that on a sandwich, I'll throw up right on the spot, <laughs> just instantly. I think. I think. I think most people would agree with you. I think I'm the disgusting one. Um, you don't do like a cheddar or a Swiss kind of situation in that scenario. I will. Just, I'm not. I'm not gonna like complain if someone makes me a sandwich and they happen to use those things. But if you ask me what kind of cheese I want, I'm like white American. Course. Uh, okay. for my for my gentle baby palate, apparently. White American for a white American. <laughs> yeah, that's why I pick it. Yeah. <laughs> I identify I like really to, I like to be represented with. by my cheese. I like yeah, to feel seen. Yeah, exactly. Do I look like I have holes in me? I can't <laughs> eat Swiss. I'm just a I'm one cohesive unit. <laughs> <laughs> you want like that orange cheddar? Am I a fucking Simpsons character? No. Get no, out of here. No, sir. Give me that creamy, oh. wax-like American cheese. Yeah. Just melts great, <laughs> kind of just plasticky, strange. <laughs> what do you think is the spookiest cheese? It's got to be like a Roquefort, right? Like one of those moldy boys. A moldy it's boy. It's literally like that. That's I've like never a heard of a Roquefort. Cheese. I might... I. I am such a cheese novice. Uh, oh, it's ooh, it's got a very uh, mysterious spelling with a Q. Love a cheese with a Q. Yes, that's right. Look at this thing. I mean, it looks that's like a, a multi motherfucker. <laughs> it's delicious. I lo- I I love it. There is a cheese called I, the, probably the spookiest cheese is a cheese called Casumaru. Casumaru, which, which I believe is eaten maybe in Sicily, and it's literally just a cheese that they leave out till it gets maggots in the center of it. No, and then you just eat it. That is the spookiest yeah. cheese. Uh, you win. Yeah, it's a <laughs> fucked up cheese. That is how is it spelled? Let me try to find it. I, I hope I didn't make that up. <laughs> oh, Katsu Katsu Martu Martu Marzu Martu C A S U M A R T. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm on the Wikipedia page for it now. Um, Kasu Martsu, uh, sometimes uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, derived from the Pecorino, which is another cheese, a hard Italian cheese, Kasu Martsu. Yeah, it's just like a pot. Goes beyond typical fermentation to, uh, to a stage of decomposition brought about mm-hmm. by the digestive action of the larva uh, of the larva of the cheese fly of the uh, some unpronounceable fly word family. Uh, these larvae are deliberately introduced to the cheese, promoting an advanced level of fermentation and breaking down of the cheese's fats. Hey, so this means that somewhere, where is this from again? Uh, where is this commonly eaten? Where, where uh, is Sardinia. It? Sardinia. Yeah, I got a country of origin. I got Italy. I got France. This means some fucking Italian or Frenchman came across a bunch of cheese with a bunch of bugs in it, saw the fucking bugs crawling in it, and like, hey, cheese is still good. And I was like, hey. Yeah, cheese is fine. You eat around the bug. You eat around. It's a big wheel. There's plenty of wheel of cheese with no bug. Listen, you got to let all this good cheese go to waste. Exactly. 
Exactly. Kasu Martu is among several cheeses that are illegal in the United States. Oh, yeah. There's no way you can keep that under control, right? You can't. You can't sell that at fucking Publix or Stop and Shop. You know what's interesting is the whole. Uh, are you are you keyed into the whole raw milk debacle? Uh, I've heard the phrase raw milk, but that's that's all I know of. I couldn't tell you what it. I assume it's unpasteurized milk, like straight. Exactly. That's exactly. That's exactly straight right. out of the cow stick. That's right. Did you say straight out of the cow's dick? Straight out of the cow stick. Oh, the cow stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some lady cows. They ain't got no dicks. You don't know. They might. I don't that know. Might be yeah, you're right. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a milk scientist. <laughs> but some people love raw. They swear by raw milk. They think pasteurization was like the worst thing we ever did to our food supply and milk. And but it's like highly illegal. Like you can get arrested for oh. selling on pa- raw milk, which seems weird. I think if you want to buy raw milk and you know it's raw milk, yeah, as long as you're dice. aware of everything, I, I don't. Um. Yeah, weird. but there's dude, there's like there's like parking lot handoffs where you like park next to a farmer and he pops the trunk and he's got gallons of raw milk in the trunk and you like hand him an envelope and he like walks away for a little bit and you like take your so milk like a from his fucking trunk. drug deal. It's a drug deal, but a raw milk deal, baby. Is it illegal to like possess raw milk? Okay, you said it was illegal to sell it. I don't think yeah, I don't think it's illegal to possess it. I think it's illegal to sell it. So obviously we have to doc we have to get and document a raw milk exchange. Yeah, right? let's go on a raw milk sting. <laughs> We're wearing a wire. We got you. We can't do anything yeah. about it, but we got you. We can't do anything. We got your milk. I well, this is delicious. <laughs> we I bet got it's your so milk good. that we paid for. Uh, I bet it's. I bet that milk is so good. You think? I don't know. It's, dairy like skeezes me out, man. Are you not a, you're not a big dairy guy? I don't get me wrong. Love a cheese. Uh yeah, yeah. love an ice cream. But like when uh, I think about it too much, I get I get the willies. It is sort of weird, I suppose. I didn't like yogurt for the longest time. Longest it, time. A, I love yogurt now. It's a weird food. It's uh for as a I remember I remember like getting a whiff of it as a kid and it like making me wretch. Um but a couple yeah. of years ago, I did Weight Watchers, uh, and uh, I remember that yogurt was like a really good bang for your like Weight Watchers point buck, like a pretty filling breakfast for like very few Weight Watchers points. So I would just uh, our old job that we worked at together had a fridge full of yogurts every morning. That actually was a crazy amenity. Just Faye yogurts. What a crazy time in our faille. lives. Yeah. We were just held. We were just sort of held captive by a large corporation in a glass tower with like crazy fucking perks. <laughs> um, but uh, I would like because it was such a good like bang for the buck. Uh, uh, Weight Watchers point wise, I would like force it into my gob. Just a just a sad boy forcing yogurt into his mouth. Yeah, then- you were like a nineteen eighties era bodybuilder, <laughs> just lean chicken breasts and. Yo and free yogurt, free work yogurt. <laughs> but after force feeding yourself, after like two weeks of that, I came to like yogurt, and I I like yogurt now. Yogurt's uh, good. So, I love yogurt. Which is which? The whole thing of like, there's a lot of people out there. I don't have a huge tolerance for like picky eaters, um, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people uh, who are like, I can't have that. I was like, you can. You you're an adult. If you're an adult, you can. Adjust your palate to anything. 
Yeah, you could try. You could try that thing. You could. You could bare minimum try that thing, and if you have it a couple of times, you'll acquaint to the taste of it. I, I really. <laughs> I f- I'm gonna fight all picky eaters. You can come at me on Twitter, and I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. You can try yogurt. It's okay. It's it's not. Try some yogurt. yogurt. Give it three shots. Give it three shot. Give it three earnest, not putting it in your mouth and then going, oh, yucky, and then throwing it. <laughs> yeah, you give that you give that a shot. You try some Katsumaru and you get back to us three times. I don't, don't think die. I want to do the Katsumaru is the thing. I think there, there's some health concerns. Uh, who we have here on Wikipedia, the health concerns. According to some food scientists, it is possible for the larva to survive in the stomach acid and remain in the intestine. Yeah. So the bugs, if you eat a bug, it might just chill. It might just chill for a while. Um, Here's the thing. There's a black market for it, like the raw milk. Sure. Sells for double the price of a, of a wheel of pecorino. The bugs? The bugs? You got to double, double it because of the bugs? Yeah. Good Lord. Good would Lord. you eat a bug? I Would I? maybe like if it's not if it's are there going to be any like effects from it it's not poisonous it's not it's just no, it's, it's just like going to be gross it's like a cricket or an ant or whatever um not just like if you just pointed to it and go yo eat that bug depends on if yeah. i had a couple beers and like do i do i think it'll get a laugh sure you're gonna give me money for it sure not even a lot um yeah i need a bug i need a bug you ever you ever hear that story this is like the worst story of all time it was a kid i think he's australian and he's like this group of high school kids on a field trip, and they literally dare their friend to eat a slug. And he's oh, like, right. okay, it's like, real bad, right? Slug. He's just in a in a basically like coma for the rest of his life. Oh my! Can you not eat slugs? I wouldn't eat a slug. I probably not. I like. Here's the thing: before hearing that story, I maybe would have eaten a slug on a dare. Yeah, I would right? have not. I would have not been like you. Definitely can't eat a slug, right? Especially as like a kid. Kids snails. will put anything in their fucking mouths on a dale, on a dare. And right, and snails are fine. Snails are a delicacy. Yeah, you can eat some snails. They're, people love snails. Not that I fucking. It's a French delicacy, though I believe, and and the French put fucking bugs in their cheese. <laughs> so yeah. let's yeah, they're they're all over the place. <laughs> they're all over the place. Uh, speaking of bugs, can I tell you a fucked up thing I found? Yeah. Have you heard of Agtha the cockroach? No, I love it though. Uh, so this is this is old. Anyone who's like extremely online uh, has certainly uh, heard of this before. Um, but uh, I I had maybe read it before. It was a little bit like I was halfway through reading it, and uh, it was kind of like seeing a movie you'd seen before, and like halfway okay. through you realize like. Um, my link isn't going to the place that I wanted it to. So now I'm filling time, pretending that everything is going great. Okay. Uh, this is a Reddit thread. This is a, this is a famous Reddit thread. So I apologize if you've heard of it already, but today I fucked up by admitting to my girlfriend that I pretend she is a giant cockroach when we have sex. Wow. Are you ready to buckle in for this story? It's, it's a little long. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Ever since I was a teenager, I have had a very intense fantasies about having sex with a giant roach. It started in ninth or tenth grade when we read the Metamorphosis, read, read the Metamorphosis by Kafka. 
As I started to think more and more about the roach creature that the character had become, I started to imagine what it would be like if a woman turned into the roach instead. I found this idea very arousing, and I would not be repulsed or frightened of her, as the characters in the story are. I would take care of her. Then, my thoughts started to get sexual with the character. How you feeling? You regretting this? I love it. (laughs) I couldn't like this more. Eventually... I sort of dropped the bit about her having been a human woman first, and I kind of imagine a a fictionalized roach species. They are giant roaches, the size of a person, and have complete intelligence. I kind of, over time, conjured an imaginary friend of sorts. She was one of those roaches, and her name was Agatha. I would fantasize about her often. Whenever I'd masturbated, I'd imagine elaborate scenarios of me and Agatha making love. Eric, would you fuck a cockroach lady? No, absolutely <laughs> not. That's the least. That's the least erotic animal. I agree. Good answer. Correct answer. Yeah. I, I can't even like for a bit. Like <laughs> no, yeah. There's nothing. There's no entry point there. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, when I started to have actual sex, I found out that I could not perform if I wasn't thinking about Agatha. So basically now, anytime I have sex with a woman, I am pretending that she is actually Agatha. Not just think about Agatha, I concentrate intensely to visualize that I am actually having sex with Agatha. I don't want to think about the girl at all. There is only Agatha. Of course, this sex can never be as exciting as my fully imaginary sessions with Agatha. There are things her multiple appendages and antennae allow for that a human woman cannot match. So anyways, I have been in a relationship with my girlfriend for about a year. Three or four times, I tried to have sex with her and pretend she is not Agatha, but I just can't do it. So essentially, every time we have sex, I am imagining that she is Agatha. I finally confided in her the other day, and I was blown away by her reaction. What do you think her reaction was, Eric? Just take a wild guess. I'm going to go with supportive. (laughs) I thought she might actually take it a bit badly at first, but that she'd get used to it. No, I have never seen such a look of disgust before. Outraged is not an understatement. She is not even returning my texts now. I am afraid she is actually going to break up with me, and also that is uh, is going to tell people about Agtha. I don't know how I will face anyone. This is going to sound silly, but I also feel guilty about feeling shame, as if Agatha will be saddened by this. Even though I know she is imaginary, I just don't know what to do at this point. Eric, that is one of three updates that this person has given over the years. Ooh. Uh, this this Reddit user, uh, <laughs> and obviously, of course, this could be a bit, like someone just fucking around online. I feel like it has to, it's gotta be a bit. It right? has to be, but here's the thing. This account is very active in the Tulpas subreddit. Over the years has posted about finding out about Tulpas, which we've talked about in our Philip experiment episode, right? Of yeah, sort yeah, of like yeah, manifesting yeah. something into reality. Uh and it it has to be. It it does have to be. But it's super dumb. They have uh, o- they've come back to this over the years and updated that they've told their parents about Agtha didn't go well. They've told co-workers about Agtha, in fact, inc- uh, referring to Agtha as his wife. Dude, the account is suspended. 
Any 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 other thoughts on Agatha <laughs> or Tulpas <laughs> or Roach Tulpas or Roach Wives? I feel like people like this should be punished. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's assume this man is real. Uh, lock him up. <laughs> Just lock him away. It's like at the bare minimum, the crime may not be your fantasy cockroach sex. It is. It don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm noting. I'm noting it is not great. But the crime might be thinking you can tell people. I think so. That's like, dude, that's like, that's where I don't know. I, I don't even know. Yeah, you lock that one just deep inside your Truly. heart. Truly. You never let that out. That needs to that needs to go inside a lockbox and then just be fully like hoop dreams into the dark ocean of your soul where it can sink into the depths and never be found. Yeah, that's just your little secret. That's just, that's just for you. It's you know what I mean? That's... And where, like, we have multiple felonies here of, like, told their girlfriend, shouldn't have done that. And then, like, tells people at their work and is surprised that, like, they took it so bad. And then tells their parents and is like, how could they take it so poorly? Like, you gotta stop telling people, buddy. You gotta stop. I will will say, though, I feel like with, with my, like, degenerate friends, if a friend told me this, I'd be like, that's yeah. That's fine. That makes sense. Never tell me this. I, I never want to hear this out of your mouth again. I wouldn't be like shocked at them. I'd actually. I think I'd be more mad if they're like, yeah, and I told my wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I feel like you could tell a buddy this. Tell a buddy. Tell a bu- tell a buddy and like. <laughs> and then you're just roach fucker. That's your. That's who you are. Now. Let's okay. A hypothetical. Uh, journey with me into this space, if you will. I have told you that this was my post. Sure. I, I in earnest, I'm like, Agatha is my roach wife, Eric. Yeah, what yeah, do, you, yeah. do? Are we still friends? Do you slowly exit from this partnership and friendship? I would like to imagine that this entire podcast we've done for years has just been a long con leading up to this moment so that you can broach this subject of confessing mm. the Agatha authorship. Of course, that's just that's just an imaginary thing. That's that's simply imagined, not not really Could what's happening real. right now. That's not Super what's happening right now. <laughs> I think I'd be, you know what? I think I'd be okay with I think I would I don't think it would change a thing. It's it wouldn't be the craziest thing to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, yeah, that's that's fine. Like I said, like if a buddy told me that, I'd be like, yeah, you're a sick fuck. I get it. So what? <laughs> We're all animals. Ne- like you're never going near my nephews. <laughs> That's the next question. Do you think you could keep it a secret? No, absolutely. No, no. I would tell you'd have to tell everybody. <laughs> Just, I feel you'd like you'd be obligated to tell. I would call your parents. I would war. I would. I would call whatever agency. I would call nine one one. I think someone would be in the middle of telling me, and it was like I would have to look at my phone because I'm texting verbatim. What the yeah, fuck saying, you just said to me? Is, can you say that again? Hang on, I didn't catch that. Just say that one more time. Okay, yeah, yeah. She needs to have the antenna? Okay, interesting. Okay, now, 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 here is the real question. It's my final kind of thought on Agatha. What if manifesting a sexy roach wife was the crucial ingredient with like a, a big hunk of Parmesan and would make a fantastic cheese delicacy infested with tulpa roaches? Would you eat uh-huh. that cheese? 
I'd eat that cheese. I would try. I would try a little piece of that cheese. You can't not try the cheese. It's a. I mean, at that point, it's a mystical cheese. It's got topo roaches in there. Who knows what kind of powers you could. <laughs> you gotta try that cheese. I, I think if anything, for Brian and Eric, you gotta try that cheese. <laughs> you gotta try. That's our motivational message to you. <laughs> Try the cheese. Oh, man. Uh, this is Brian and Eric Dopalog here. It's our spooky, weird stuff podcast. Uh, I've been Brian. That's been Eric. Eric, any final thoughts? No, I think we, I think we nailed it again. <laughs>